Hey everyone, this is James Mackey and welcome to the Breakthrough Hiring Show. Join us as we cover high-level thought leadership and step-by-step guides on how to make people a competitive advantage for your organization. I'm incredibly proud to be the CEO of Secure Vision, the sponsor of this show and the number one contract recruiting, embedded recruiting, and RPO firm. A thank you to our partners, Greenhouse, the hiring operating system for people-first companies, and Gem, the all-in-one hiring solution recruiters love. Let's go! Hello, welcome to Talent Acquisition Trends and Strategy. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, James Mackey. We have a really exciting episode uh, today. I'm really excited uh, with the guest that's joining us. Before we jump into everything, I just wanted to make a quick ask. If you know anybody, if, if whether it's you or anybody else in your network that you think would be a good guest for the show, uh, please let me know. I'll give you some contact information in a second. We're, we're looking for VPs of Talent Acquisition, Chief People Officers, uh, to discuss anything talent acquisition or people focused. And if you know anybody who's an expert in, in recent recruiting technology as well, that's something that we're interested in, in diving a little bit more into. And uh, you know, if you're if you're an expert but you haven't been on any podcasts, don't let that stop you. This is a very informal structure. So we put together, we do a prep call where we put together all the topics. So it's really easy and it's it's a lot of fun and you'll have some really great content uh, for yourself. So make sure to share that uh, with your network as well if you think it's something that they would be interested in. And you can reach out to Morella M-I-R-E-L-A at securevision.io. So anyways, let's uh, let's jump into it today. I'm really excited. We have Alex Buckles. He is the CEO of Pathways to Autism. And Alex and I are going to be partnering uh, on a new segment within Talent Acquisition Trends and Strategy to invite on guest experts to discuss how to help individuals with intellectual or development disabilities. So Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to have you here. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, James. For sure. Before we jump into uh, what you're doing at Pathways to Autism and how employers can tackle this topic to help folks, I'd love to to hear if we could share a little bit about you and the why this is so important to you and your philosophy on how to approach the topic. Sure, um, happy to give a little bit of my background and kind of what what got me into this to begin with, and what's you know uh, what's motivated me to change my life uh, to, to focus on these things. And um, it started out with you know I have three children, so uh, uh, yeah, their ages eleven, twelve, and thirteen, two girls and a boy. Um, my youngest, uh, Adam, is on the autism spectrum, and we. You know, at the time when he was a baby, I had all three kids in diapers. That was fun uh, for one. Um, But we, you know, having had just, you know, just had two children when Adam was born, like we knew something was different about him. Like he'd flap his arms when he got excited. He just had different mannerisms than the other children did. And and he was diagnosed at at two years old. So we were very, very fortunate, um, you know, that we got an early diagnosis and he was able to be put in the right therapies and the right, you know, put through all the right motions to kind of help, help enable him to, you know, to get on the right track. Uh, and, and in general, as I, you know, for me personally, I've been in, in business for a long time. Uh, I'm the CEO of a couple of different, you know, software startups and, um, and I just come from that business world. I, ha- I have a sales background, uh, and, and, you know, as I started, you know, trying to familiarize myself with what autism is and what that impact is going to be, I started, I started going to like local groups and and like in the case of, you know, I'm based in Orlando, Florida. Uh, one group I went to is called the Autism Society of Greater Orlando, ASGO. And um, I started volunteering my time and, and saying, you know, and join their board. Uh, and and really what I what I learned there was I just saw a bunch of passionate parents, like just trying to come together to do what the best that they could do for their kids in the local community. And ASGO is like, 
exceptional. Like they have a really huge presence. Um, but at the end of the day, these are not like sophisticated business professionals that understand how to build and scale a business. And of course, I come in there like a bull in a china shop. I'm like, oh, let's go get Salesforce and let's like, you know, do this and that. And like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start, you know, generating some revenue here so we can make real impact. And it's like deer in headlights. Like, who is this guy? You know, doing this stuff. And 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 I was like, you know, it, we need more of that. It's like, you know, I, I what I also realize is that, you know is that a lot of this, a lot of these organizations are like wholly dependent on charity. You know, they have to like constantly begging people for money and, and like, just to get, you know, some small programs put together when in fact, a lot of these individuals with autism and the vast majority of them have really highly marketable skills and they're just very underemployed. And, and so it's like, why aren't we identifying? So I said, the question I started asking myself is like, why aren't we identifying what these abilities are as early on, like in, in their lives as humanly possible? And instead of just putting them through the standard K through 12 education, plus their therapies, why don't we hone in on those skills? So when they are of age or ready to be in the workforce, whether that's after high school, after college or whatever, they, they have a path, you know, to roles, you know, to get activated. And when they're activated in the workforce and they're earning their own money, like, it's like it's a freedom that most of them haven't experienced before. And I want that financial independence for my son and everyone else on the spectrum. So it sounds like it's it's identifying the skills, helping companies map those skills to roles. And the mission for you is to help folks on the spectrum uh, have as much independence as uh, financial independence as possible, which I think is a a different focus than what I have heard. I'm certainly not an expert, but uh, hearing that element of financial independence is not something that I've hear uh, often uh, on the topic. Is that would you say that that's accurate? Uh, yes, um, I I can't I don't hear that you know spoken of very often. But the reason why it made me think about it is because I was like, what if I get hit by a bus? You know, what if I if I just disappear tomorrow? You know, what is my son going to do, and who's going to help him throughout his life? And of course, he has siblings like many. Uh, like many kids do, they have siblings that end up taking care of them and end up, you know, helping them out. But like, I don't want that. Well, well, I'd be proud of my daughters for helping them out. Like, I don't want that life for my children. I want them to be able to do whatever it is that they want to do in this world, you know, unencumbered. And and so that's where, you know, I just got really focused on 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 this, on this, on solving that problem. I love it. And I, I think I, a lot of folks at this point are probably wondering, what specific skill sets do you think make the most sense and what roles are uh, companies that maybe are doing this successfully, uh, are, are they mapping those skills too? So there are lots of skills to talk about, but like, um, you know, some of the core skills are, are like attention to detail. Um, like uh, there's this one uh, company, just a, you know, this is one company um, organization uh, here in Florida called Rising Tide Car Wash. And like, non I'm focused on different areas in the business world. But as an example, Rising Tide Car Wash is three locations, and they employ greater than 80%, I mean, greater than 80% of their employees are on the spectrum. And I wanted to like, I went down, I visited the facility, I, I, I mean, a really cool operations and like everything's like a smooth, like a, a well oiled machine there. And I was speaking with the owner, Tom about it. And I'm like, you know, um, you know, tell me a little bit about like the metric, the core metrics of the business. How is your like neurodivergent business uh, differ from a performance metrics perspective than a neurotypical car wash? And like he knew those metrics like right off the top of his head. He's like, well, uh, standard car wash has like 150% attrition. We only have 25%. He goes, we've never had a workers' compensation claim in the entire history of the three car washes. Why? Because uh, individuals in the spectrum don't skip steps and safety protocols. They follow everything to a T. And so. If you've got so like when you you know so attention to detail type roles, uh, heavy on research, 
Um, you could do testing, uh, software testing, regression testing, uh, data analysis, data visualization. Like those are all things that that someone that like mo- a lot of folks in the spectrum are going to be very good at because of that attention to detail. And so that was also a very good example uh, in terms of a, a company that is doing this very successfully. Are there any other success stories that you're aware of that could help draw parallels to folks tuning in? Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I think that most employers don't know how to hire on the spectrum. Uh, and I feel like whether it's spoken or not spoken, I feel like most employers are afraid to hire people with, you know, intellectual and developmental disabilities. It's because, and it's a natural fear. It's like, what happens if I have to terminate this resource? Am I going to get sued? You know, like that, everybody has to go through that thinking, whether they admit it or not. And I think that that holds people back. Uh, and so I, I frankly don't think it's very achievable to, to, to focus on like the fortune 1000 and say, look, let's go teach them how to be inclusive and how to do this and that, like to, to, to hire more on the spectrum. Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of it has to be done through third parties. And so where I'm, we're seeing success is there are third party companies that are providing services to these large employers. So as an example, uh, there's one uh, gentleman I met yesterday is a CEO of a company called Auticon. Um, and I think it's Auticon.us, A-U-T-I-C-O-N, and you know, small shop, 40 employees, but um, 100% of his consultants, a services organization, professional services, uh, and they have consultants, and 100% of their consultants, uh, you know, are on the spectrum. And so, uh, like, he partnered with Salesforce and 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 Tableau, and trained these resources on on how to become certified in Tableau, and then he does you know professional services work for large companies using those resources. So possibly companies that are interested in uh, engaging with with folks uh, on the spectrum, but maybe don't understand from a training perspective, or maybe they just feel like whether this is the case or not, they feel like this is a whole new topic that they have to tackle and become experts in. There's these services organizations that basically know how to, you know, which, which roles and how to train folks and get people ready to go to uh, be productive at these different companies. I think that that's really cool. Do you have a name, names of a few companies that are, are currently doing this that uh, leaders tuning in would be able to reach out to about this to learn more? Sure. I mean, uh, Nationwide's doing it. I know SAP's uh, doing it. Um, uh, I'm, sh- you know, I'm sure there are a bunch of others. I have to, I have to go, I have a long list of, of companies that are, uh, that are doing this, but it's also too not you know, it's not about just finding the right role, you know, because a lot of folks, you know, may look at this and be like, well, what positions do I have open? And, you know, what profile of candidate on the spectrum might be able to fill that position? Now, that may work, you know, occasionally, but I'd say that's going to work less than 10% of the time. You can't put, you know, in general, uh, a neurodivergent person into a neurotypical role uh, and expect for them to, to have the same level of performance without all the structure. And so one of the things that I'm personally focused on is creating new roles. And so as an example, uh, this year, I'm very focused on, um, on, on three segments, recruiting, uh, recruiting firms, um, uh, law firms, and real estate firms. Why? Because they exist in all 50 states, right? So there's a presence in all 50 states. Um, and as an example, like in the recruiting world, like um, instead of, you know, there are lots of little pockets of where that require attention to detail and research. You're doing candidate research. You're constantly doing, you know, searching LinkedIn or searching Zoom Info or searching Indeed. Um, there are communications that need to be had between and different stages of the recruiting cycle, like in between certain interviews, you want to communicate with your candidates. And it's like an individual on the spectrum can grab a template and send out the appropriate emails following a clearly defined process. And it, so, it, uh, you know, it, it, it requires less time with a recruiter. 
or maybe uh, searching for like if you're in the business and the recruiting world and you're searching for like your uh, the employer requires certain certifications or licenses. It's searching state databases and gathering that data and taking screenshots and storing them. Those are all things that are probably not a good use of a recruiter's time, but someone with autism would love to do that all day long. And they're going to be better at it than most people because of their attention to detail. And so with, with the companies that are uh, providing workforce to folks that are autistic, the, the specific names of those companies. So I think you put like uh, Auticon, MindShift, or those organizations or? Yes. Uh, so okay. Auticon is, uh, you know, they have software engineers and, you know, they have software testers. They do the data visualization through um, through Tableau. And uh, another, another lady um, who, uh, her name is Joy Kiefer. She's the CEO at MindShift. I think it's mindshift.works. Uh, is the URL. And they employ very similar, you know, uh, like they're employing software engineers, very focused on on technical roles and things like that. And so those companies are deploying their workforce to other organizations, right? Is that correct? Okay, correct. Cool. So, and, and in some right. cases, and in some cases, the 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 hiring organization will will want to transition that employee from a contractor into a full time role. And that, that can be good or bad, depending on the situation, like you still you know, you can't just take them out of you know all this structure they have and then throw them into a, you know a permanent role without that same structure. And so it's recommended that you still leverage a third party to manage all of the processes to make sure that that employee is in the right environment for their own success so they can thrive. Okay, very cool. I wanted to dive into a little bit about specifically what you're doing at Pathways for Autism. Is it primarily education focused, or are you also going to be, are you going to build this workforce um, of folks to, to help companies engage with this talent? It's going to be both, but primarily in building the workforce. I want to go find the companies out there that are doing this right, like the Autocons and the Mind Shifts, and they're like they're all over the place. And I want to go replicate what is they're doing, help them scale their businesses in any way that I possibly can. Like in the case of 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 like Rising Tide Car Wash, as an example, like you know, I asked I asked him like, hey, you know, why don't you franchise this? And he's like, well, you know, maybe when I get to five or ten locations, I'll franchise. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, why not just but why not package up all the intellectual property and the processes you have around the hiring process, you know, the uh, hiring, the culture, like the, the like the work environment uh, and, you know, go sell that to a really large car wash chain and help them implement it. Right. And so, you know, just by doing that in car washes alone, that creates 16 billion dollars a year in, in income earned for a segment that is currently not earning anything and frankly, taking from you know, state resources. And so like, again, on that path towards financial independence, that's one of the cool things that I want to go focus on. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about the the segment that we're building, right? Because sure. I'm really, really excited about what we're going to be doing for everyone tuning in. We're going to be posting an episode about once a, a quarter uh, on this topic to provide, you know, tactical insights of what, you know, people, what you can implement uh, to get involved and, and to, uh, to expand your workforce and make it more, more diverse. So uh, tell us about some of the, the guests. I mean, not, it doesn't, you know, have to be the specific guest list. I know we're still working through that, but um, you know, what type of people do you think we're going to be bringing on the segment and what expertise are they going to be sharing with us? All kinds. Uh, like I view this as, you know, they're, uh, as exploratory and we're going to learn with your audience. So your audience is going to be learning alongside us as we learn about this. Um, and so in terms of like the personas that we're going to focus on, uh, I'd love to bring in, you know, individuals on the spectrum, like in different roles and like for them to, to go, you know, share their stories and what made them successful or the challenges they faced and the environments that, 
that they feel are, are, are right for them to be in. So that's one. Um, two, like senior business leaders that that have hired on the spectrum in large enterprise organizations, that's very different hiring in a large enterprise organization than a small business that can give a lot of time and care and attention and focus on an individual. You kind of lose that when you get into some of these larger organizations. So their perspective is going to be important. Uh, I want to bring in some of those um, like those companies that I mentioned earlier who are running services organizations, employing nothing but folks on the spectrum and like what it took for them to get going and, and you know, and things like that. Um, I like to bring in academics. So I'm working, you know, with um, like uh, Dr. Alessandri from the University of Miami or Dr. Daly from the University of Central Florida and bring them in to talk about, you know, they run the um, Center for Autism and Related Disabilities, uh, basically here in the state of Florida. And, uh, and I, you know, I want them to go share from an academic perspective what they're seeing, you know, because I'm sure they have students and programs around all of this. I think that's great. So we could do a variety of different formats. Maybe, you know, we're going to do like a, a panel interview format, um, things that are, are talking more so about awareness and then also episodes that are more about tactically how businesses can implement this, bringing on experts, not only from companies that uh, you know, large organizations that are making this a priority, as well as the services firms that you mentioned. So I think we're going to be able to hopefully provide everyone here with a master class so that they can really get involved. Because I think sometimes, you know, people, they, they want to get involved with additional initiatives like this one, but they, they don't really know where to get started. And there may not be a whole lot of expertise out there. There might be a lot of high level philosophical, like, hey, this is important. You know, this is, this is you know, it should be at the top of our value uh, chain. But at the same time, when it comes to implementation, that's where it's, it seems like there's a gap, a knowledge gap, right? Yep, absolutely. Other advice that you have for leaders tuning in that want to get started, uh, you know, what what would be like the, the next steps, right, that you would say for for leaders that, that want to get involved and want to make this a priority within their companies? Um, for leaders that want to get involved, you know, one, just reach out, like, uh, you know, feel free to reach out, like ask me questions. I'm available. This is my number one priority. Right. Um, so, so one, I'm, I'm a free resource to, to anybody that wants to have a conversation, um, two, you know, again, don't think about your standard roles. Look through the lens of if I'm an, if I'm an executive that wants to take advantage of this, look across your entire organization and find those inefficiencies, like find those tedious tasks or those attention to detail, you know, those tasks that require great attention to detail. And it's like, can I remove that from some of the people that are currently doing, you know, those tasks today and give it to somebody that really wants to do it and frankly is going to most likely do a better job at it. Um, and, and there's financial justification and ROI in that all day long. It's all quantifiable stuff. And so look at it through that lens and you, everyone that's listening can create a custom role uh, for someone on the spectrum to do these tasks, period. I love it. I love it. Well, look, I think this is like a, a great overview uh, for, for an intro episode. I want to make sure that, you know, we're going to be publishing hopefully the next episode we could do before the next quarter. I think this is a, a good overview to get folks excited and, and give them some good insight on where they can go ahead and get started today. And then we'll have uh, the in-depth interviews and panels uh, with folks coming on. Uh, you know, we, we can start one next month and then do quarterly thereafter is, is what I'm thinking. What's the best way that people can reach out to you is it do you, like your email or LinkedIn profile? What, what do you want? Sure, you can look up uh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's under Alexander J buckles and uh, you'll see autism in the title. Uh, or you can uh, email me at alex.buckles at pathways for autism.org. 
Okay, perfect. Well, for everybody tuning in, make sure to take Alex up on that offer. And yes, we will. I will announce on uh, hopefully next week, uh, you know what what date we're going to be starting the, the segment. But I'm really excited to do this. And again, for everybody tuning in, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate your support. And feel free to reach out if you have any questions for me, uh, or or want to see any any kind of content on the show, or want to join us as as, as a guest. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to the Breakthrough Hiring Show. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and gained a lot of valuable insights to help guide your talent strategy. I also want to say thank you to my team at Secure Vision for making the show possible. Secure Vision is the number one embedded recruitment provider, and we are a three-time category leader on G2. Secure Vision partners with over 150 companies to provide on-demand recruiters who specialize in either tech, revenue, or GNA. For more information, you can visit securevision.io. For more content, you can follow me on LinkedIn at James Mackey or on Twitter at James Mackey DMV. We've dropped links in the description. If you want to be on our show or have any topics you'd like for us to cover, reach out at breakthroughhiring.io. We really appreciate your support with reviews on Apple Podcasts. And lastly, make sure to tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for a new episode. See you next time.